0: Hey, welcome back. I'm here with Matt Olson, Dr. Matt Olson. Uh, Matt's the director of the jazz program at Furman, Furman University, where I also teach as an adjunct.
1: And um, how are you doing today, Matt? Hey, I'm doing good. Um, it's, a, it's a strange week. It's kind of a second spring break this week. Our- Marching band is going to march in the uh, St. Patrick's Day parade in Dublin, in I- Ireland later this week. And wow. wh- whoever's really? left, whoever's left that plays in the basketball band, they have to go to the NCAA tournament. So I have I have kind of a second spring break this week. So, <laughs> well, <Wow>. interesting. <laughs>
0: yeah, good. Well, so um, let, let me just start off by asking you about your background. Okay. So how did you get into playing music and how did you get into playing jazz and how did you end up being a doctor in jazz studies and <laughs>
1: all those things? You know? <laughs> sure. Um, I was able, I, I was really fortunate to grow up in, in Racine, Wisconsin, uh, which is a town just south of Milwaukee um, and had a very vibrant um, sort of instrumental, uh, well, really all around music program when I was a kid. Um, there's a whole bunch of really terrific musicians who came from Racine. Um, and from Wisconsin, but specifically Racine, the great tenor player, Joel Fromm, was a middle school nice. classmate of mine. Um, uh, Giovanni Washington Wright is a musician in Dallas. Gail Leto Zugger is a clarinet professor at Columbus, in Columbus at um, Capital University. So there's a bunch of, bunch of really good musicians. And I, I got to start playing uh, the summer before fifth grade. Um, I started taking some private lessons in sixth grade and I had a really strict teacher who, um, I I was more afraid to get kicked out of my lessons than I was interested in practicing. So (laughs) I practiced uh, what I was told to practice uh, so that I wouldn't get in trouble. Um, And, you know, in high school, I made the All-State Jazz Band. I made the All-State Band. I I had a lot of really cool experiences in high school. I played in a youth wind ensemble at the University of Wisconsin in Milwaukee. Uh, I went to a summer program at Northwestern University for five weeks um, before my senior year in high school. Uh, And then I I did my undergraduate uh, degree at Northwestern. Uh, It was primarily a classical saxophone degree. Um, But I started studying with this amazing pianist, Mike Coker, who is now the director of jazz studies at Arizona State University. Mm -hmm. And he really, um, excuse me, really changed the way that I heard the music. He got me playing some piano. Um, it was really cool to study improvisation with a non-saxophonist yeah, uh, because yeah. he didn't really care about the saxophone part of it. He was we were just talking about uh, harmony and transcribing and melody, and you know that's that's what we did. And it and mm-hmm. yeah, I got my saxophone work in elsewhere. Um, and so yeah, Mike really changed my life. I mean, I was I've been very fortunate to study with lots of uh, cool teachers over the years, um, all of whom really had a profound impact on me as a player and quite frankly as a teacher. Mm -hmm. Um, I stuck around and got a master's in jazz pedagogy from Northwestern, Uh, then I freelanced in Chicago, uh, played a bunch of gigs and taught way 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 too many lessons. Uh, uh, Before I went back to school to start my doctoral degree at the University of Illinois, um, where I met a number of lifelong friends, many of whom are also doing the same kind of thing that I am at other schools around the country. and while I was there uh, this position at Furman uh, became available Um, and long story short it took a couple years but I finally got the position here Uh, this is my 21st year at Furman Um, I uh, am the professor of saxophone and I coordinate our jazz studies program so I conduct the big band I teach a classroom improvisation course uh, private lessons in improvisation and then the saxophone stuff saxophone lessons saxophone quartet um, so, and for a while I taught our jazz history class and I did some of our combos too and mm-hmm. thankfully with you on, on on board and with our other uh, terrific adjunct um, professors we have other people doing some of that teaching now but that's yeah. that's kind of the snapshot of it.
0: Yeah, that's great, man. A lot of a uh, lot of interesting stuff. I know you've brought Joel to as a guest to Furman, so I got to know yeah. Joel. He's a great player. And it,
1: Joel's amazing. Um yeah. and the the funny thing about Joel is like I only sort of knew him peripherally in middle school. Uh, he's a year or two older than me. And by the time I got to high school, he had already moved to Connecticut mm-hmm. and um, you know, went to Hall High School and was a high school classmate of Brad Meldow. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a really, really high profile and really terrific uh, high school jazz band there. Um, and then years years later, I was reading Downbeat Magazine um, and there was this record review for Joel Fromm. And I thought, Man, that's a really distinct name, that, but is that the same guy, like, from middle school, who, yeah. like, like the rest of us couldn't play anything at all, really? Yeah, I mean, right, you know, right. um, we're just getting started on the instrument. Um, but I was like, that's such a unique name. Surely that's, that. well, let me check it out. And sure, I, I saw a picture, and I'm like, that's the guy. And then I heard him, and I'm like, wow, I mean, he's, yeah. he's, he's really incredible. Yeah, yeah, he really is. Yeah, yeah. And then the, the sweetest guy you'll ever want to meet, you know? Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, in connection with that, why don't you talk a little bit about the program at Furman, about what you do at Furman, and about what we do? I'm part of it too, but what we do at Furman, and the, for example, bring in guest artists, and but talk just a little bit about the program and what happens at Furman.
1: So, Furman University is an interesting place. It's a it's a small private liberal arts college, um, and one of the things that makes Furman particularly unique is we have a much larger and more prominent uh, music program than than most of the other schools our size. Um, other schools that are liberal arts colleges that have this kind of sort of program, Oberlin, but they have a really huge conservatory. Lawrence University in Wisconsin, they also have a very large conservatory. Um, <clears throat> so other school like Saint Olaf up in Minnesota is is a somewhat similar comp uh, to us. Luther College. Um, and a, and a handful of others, but really there aren't too many uh, here. Um, <clears throat> there wasn't a jazz program per se when I showed up. Um, there was a big band and I think a combo. There was no courses. There was no real instruction happening. So we've tried to just build something from kind of from the ground up. Um, we have one big band. We have usually three or four combos. Um, we offer courses in improvisation, lessons in improvisation, and then lessons in jazz piano, jazz guitar, jazz bass, jazz drum set. Um, we offer a jazz history class to non-music majors, um, and we can we are capable of doing any number, a wide array of independent studies in jazz composition or arranging, jazz history, or whatever you name it. Yeah. Um, and so. Uh, you know over the years we've had some students go out and like really kind of do some stuff which is which is cool um uh Joshua Espinoza has a, tr- yeah. a piano trio he lives in Maryland he's making yeah. a bunch of records and getting grants and um sure. you know kind of my
0: student the first year I started teaching it for him I that
1: think sounds that, nice. that sounds about that sounds yeah. about right you know yeah. um and you know he he has a His own sort of spin on what jazz means to him, and I think the music that he's doing is reflective of that. Um, uh, We've had some recent graduates Matthew story terrific saxophone student is going to be the new saxophone professor at the University of Nebraska in Omaha. A young saxophonist just graduated um, last year and is starting his graduate work at the University of Illinois. Um, And there are some other students further back that that are out there teaching and playing and doing some stuff and so while we don't crank out you know tons and tons of students it's a small school it's a small program. Um, But we're really proud of that one of one of the things that we try to make sure that we do every year is to bring in multiple guest artists, we typically do. um, Two sorts of kinds of things and occasionally we'll have some extra stuff along the way but we'll have somebody come in and be an artist in residence um, where they'll be here for a couple of days they'll give some lessons they'll give some clinics they'll rehearse with the big band they'll play a concert um, your typical kind of residency Mm -hmm. Um, this year that's going to happen in april april 14th the great trombonist from new york ryan keberly is going to be here Ryan's amazing. He he's out on he's out on the road right now actually with um, Maria Schneider's orchestra. Um, he plays in a lot of other groups in New York. Has multiple of his own groups and a bunch of recordings. He subs on the Saturday Night Live band. Um, so and he's a great guy. And so that's going to be really great having him here. Um, we also. If we get we get our guest artist funding from the Furman Student Government Association. They're very generous with their support of our program and of jazz on campus, which is really outstanding. Um, and so we're able to um, bring in groups from New York City. So we've had uh, Jim McNeely's trio. You mentioned Joel Fromm's trio. Uh, we've had Dave Pietro's quintet uh, this January. We had Larry Goldings trio. trio. Um, right. Uh, his or yeah, his organ trio with Peter Bernstein on guitar and Bill Stewart on drums. Um, yeah, it was really, it was really, it was really amazing. Um, and so uh, we're able to do that. And the 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 rationale behind that is we we don't live in a metropolitan area where that kind of talent is coming through all the time. We don't live in New York, and I can take the students to the Vanguard or something. So the 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 next best thing is to find the funding and bring that. That experience to campus right, and it's sure. it's it's for our students, of course, but it's also for the greater community right. Sure. Um, and you know you were you were at that concert, I mean we yeah. had we had a ton of people we had yeah it was packed yeah. the, the Atlanta Braves organist came from Atlanta. Um, nice. There was somebody who uh, Larry was telling me somebody came from Tampa they drove right. all day from Tampa to hear the trio and then they were driving home the next day. Um, wow. So that's that's really cool that we're able to do that, you know yeah, that is, um, that's great. Uh, and so yeah, that's, you know, we have a guest coming in tomorrow, it'll be past tense, um, by the time people hear this. Um, great saxophonist from southern Georgia, he teaches at Columbus State, his name is Jordan Van Hammert. Um And he'll be here to do uh, a masterclass and a concert. And so that'll, that'll be great, because he's a really, he's a really terrific musician. Um, so yeah, that's a that's an important initiative of ours is to bring those people to campus and have them interact with our students. Um, and to inspire our students and to inspire the community at large too, of course. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah. Have some great concerts, some great guests. It's, uh, that's always inspiring to see some really world-class guys come through, you know? Uh,
1: Totally. Like, yeah. And you know, um, there's there's not i mean it's inspiring for me i mean i have to do sure, all the the leg, i have to do the legwork to make it happen but then sure, i get to sit there at the concert just like anybody else and listen to what they're playing and you know and be inspired to get back to the practice room and that's the whole that's the whole uh, reason for having guests is is sure. when when i was a student in college and we had a guest artist I wanted to go right to the practice room and apply and learn and and check out what it was that that they had shown us or that they had played or what have you. Um, And, you know, that's what I hope to, to happen, you know, when we have guests here as well. I should also mention that we do, in collaboration with our local nonprofit, the Greenville Jazz Collective, we do yeah. a summer jazz camp. Sure. Um, this year it's June twenty-five to twenty-nine. Uh, sure. It's a residential camp. We usually have forty to fifty campers. We actually already here on in the middle of March. We already have like twenty-two people signed up. So yeah, that's great. enrollment yeah. is going great. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll be involved and, in that too. soon. Yeah. You, absolutely. And so. We'll I won't uh, we, be
0: there Monday night because I'll be at Herbie Hancock.
1: Well, so yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's an interesting thing. Um, yeah. We're trying. We're not advertising this because it's not a, a done deal yet, but we're t- we're working behind the scenes to raise some money. Yeah. The Greenville Jazz Collective is raising some money. I actually just put out a a, a plea for donations. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, to raise some money to just allow those campers to go to see Herbie Hancock when he's in town, it feels a little strange to have a jazz camp and. Yep. One of the icons of the music is a short 10-15 minute drive from campus. Right. So we're doing everything we can to make sure that, that the students get to do get to go. We weren't able, we didn't know about it before we sure. advertised, yeah. so we couldn't build the ticket into the uh, tuition um, for the camp. So and we don't really have any other sources of income, sure. sure. you know, or, or revenue or funding for this sort of thing. So mm-hmm. we're hoping that people might uh, <clears throat> be interested in. In sponsoring a student, um, yeah, sure. or paying for the bus or or, or whatever, that whatever, would be great. Sure. That would be great. So if anybody's out there listening and wants to uh, support a, a young aspiring jazz musician, wants to go and hear Herbie Hancock play live, yeah. um, one of my one of my big regrets um, from when I was younger is I had four different chances to go and see Dizzy Gillespie play oh. live, and I missed them all because I was. Uh too busy with this or too busy with yeah. that, or, you know, there was always yeah. something that got in the way. Usually yeah. something stupid. Yeah, um, I
0: got to see Dizzy live. That was
1: good. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, Dizzy actually played the building I'm in right now at oh, one point. Yeah. I was wow. told that, yeah, years and years ago that Dizzy played uh, McAllister Auditorium here at Furman. Wow. Um, you know, I was which,
0: in college at Georgia State University and he was in the uh, Mayport Jazz Festival in Jacksonville. Oh, yeah. Me and two other guys from the jazz program there got in the car and drove to Mayport and heard Dizzy and got back in the car and drove home to Atlanta.
1: Oh, totally. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> no, I, 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 you know, when I was doing my doctoral degree at the University of Illinois, the first year I was there, uh, the Performing Arts Center there had Wayne Shorter come in. Oh, yeah. And it was the one time I got to hear Wayne and, you know, with him, passing away very recently um, you know it makes me think of that I was like that was that was an incredible experience to hear him even just the one time I've gotten to hear Sonny Rollins once I got to hear Joe Henderson once and you know uh, been trying to make sure that uh, as an adult I, I get to to hear these people, at least at some point. Sure, um, and for some of these students, you know, like, I mean, th- my students, they may never hear Larry Golding's play again, but they can yeah, say that yeah. they heard him once, right? That's they heard true. Bill Stewart. They got yeah. to talk to Bill Stewart, and they got to talk yeah. to Peter Bernstein and, sure. and interact with them and learn from them. And I think that that that's that's another important piece yeah, of, the, important. of the puzzle. Yeah, that's
0: important. Absolutely, yeah. man. It's important. Yeah. Cool. Well, so this is great, man. Um, I'm glad we got to do this so another thing is uh this podcast is kind of geared to i started out actually kind of gearing it towards teaching people about jazz right Mm -hmm. especially younger younger musicians that was kind of my focus So um and it's it's broadened out a little bit. I've been doing a lot of interviews, like as you know, I've interviewed all these great musicians and uh and I got some so many in the can. I haven't been able to even get them out yet, you know. (laughs) Yeah. But uh but but speaking in that direction, I want to ask you about teaching. Tell me about your teaching and what you think about like I know you teach all ages too. You don't just teach students at Furman. You go out and teach younger kids that want to might want to come to Furman or might want to go on to college. So talk about your teaching a little bit if you would.
1: You know, I uh, um, in the recent, the, the most recent five to ten years, it's it's occurred to me that um, I function as much nowadays as professional teacher, as professional player. Yeah. Um, I always thought <laughs> I always thought of myself um, as a as a player first, um, but it shouldn't. This sort of revelation for me shouldn't be surprising. My parents were both school teachers, yeah. um, and um, we lived our whole lives on the academic calendar. All all four of us in the house, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like we went to school and then my dad or mom was working fifty weeks out of the year. It was it, they were on the same sort of schedule as as us. Um, uh, my mom was a really brilliant teacher, and I learned so much from her. Um, in particular, but also from my dad in different ways. It's like it's like you learn different things from from different people. Your parents and your parents included. Um, sure. And then I had some wonderful teachers as role models. My private teacher, this guy Kurt Hanrahan, who uh, lives in, in Racine in Milwaukee. Um, uh, Mike Coker, who I alluded to, the great Fred Hemke, the classical saxophonist. Um, Don Owens, who was the coordinator of jazz studies at. Uh, At Northwestern, my saxophone teacher, Deborah Richtmeyer at the University of Illinois, and many other people who I'm forgetting to mention, Um, and every one of them gives you something different, and um, it it, I think I've taken a lot of that and. um, You know, tried to develop my own sort of approach to teaching. Um, I enjoy. Teaching at Furman because we get students of such a wide. Array of of experience levels and a wide array of goals. So, mm-hmm. you know, at Furman, I'll teach um, you know one of my better, if in quotes, um, saxophone students right now is actually a senior and he's majoring in biology. He's going to go to dental school in the fall. Nice. Um, and we have great lessons because he's like really interested in all of the mechanics uh, of playing and all the. He likes to get into the minutia of playing, and so it's really, it's really super fun. I have performance majors. I have music ed majors. I have students doing double degrees, many of whom are probably going to go off and have a career in their non-music degree. Um, I have former students of mine who are emergency room doctors, who are uh, a naval officer. Um, It really runs the gamut. Public school teachers, and people out there trying to perform and and, sure. and, and whatnot. And, um, but yeah, I also work with high school students and even middle school students. I have a really terrific middle school student right now um, and a handful of high school students. I sometimes wish I could take more, but I can't because the yeah. schedule gets a little bit too much. And I learned sure, from sure. my when I was in Chicago, if I have too many students, I'm not being of good service to all of them. And so yeah, right. one of the cool things about my job at, at Furman is it's kind of... Representative of what my entire musical life has been uh, playing classical music, playing jazz music, doing both things. So, having a job where I teach the saxophone and can cover all of that ground with my students, I have students who want to play classical saxophone, and that's great. We can do that. I have students who just want to play jazz, I have students who want to do all of the above. and then also coordinate the jazz area um, like that's just a, it's the perfect sort of position for me and yeah, uh, it, it, it mirrors what my entire existence as a saxophonist has been. Yeah, um, so, interesting. so I, to me, like um, you know, a little bit more specifically to your question about you know how do I approach teaching students. Um, on the saxophone like the most important thing is that we play the instrument well. Sure. Um, because it doesn't really matter what kind of music you're trying to play if your fundamental skills are, are lacking. And you know sure. that from playing the piano. You know, Absolutely. you've you've, sure. you've you've studied with uh, David on classical piano and you've worked sure. on classical yeah. piano. Absolutely. Um I don't suspect that you're interested in going out and giving a classical piano recital. Um <laughs> no. but that that that's and this that study though provides yeah. discipline and, and focus and and fundamental technical things sure. that um, then allow us to more easily interpret whatever music, it is that we're trying absolutely. to play yeah, right absolutely. and so. Uh, <clears throat> if i'm working on a slow lyrical classical etude, that has direct implications on how I play a ballad. Sure. Um, and if i'm you know working on something fast, maybe that helps me at least try to hang in there if we we're going to play Cherokee real fast mm-hmm. and. Um, so you know, like we have to have this kind of wide range of skills. So for me, it always comes down to making sure that everybody's fundamentals are really solid. Um, I, I like to tell my students that I'm really good at giving out boring exercises and spending <laughs> and, and spending other people's money on reeds and mouthpieces and horns and you sure. know all that sort of right. stuff. Sure. Um, but I try to meet students where they are. Uh, and I try to figure out what their goals are and develop some sort of plan on how to get there. So, er, quite frankly, every single student's lesson experience with me is completely different, yeah, and that sure. and it sh- and it should be that yeah, way because be. yeah, everybody be. everybody's different. Different things motivate them. You know, I had a really strict teacher growing up, and my dad was pretty strict. So when my teacher was like, "Yay, this wasn't good. We're going to start with this next week," or it's the end of the lesson, you pay me and go home. <laughs> Well, okay, I knew what that meant. You know, yeah, if yeah. I got if I got kicked out of my lesson, then I was going to sit at the kitchen table with my dad, right. and the conversation was going to involve like, well, maybe we should do something else and not pay yeah, for yeah. this, right? Yeah, so, right. Um, I, I, I I could connect the dots pretty easily. So it was a lot easier to just practice <laughs> practice the stuff than it was to worry about that. But right. that that approach doesn't work with every student, and especially these days, that that older yeah, I, school um, approach sure. is 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 not useful in most respects. So it's a balance between being firm at times and being encouraging most of the time. Right. Um, and always meeting students where they are, you know, Absolutely. Um, if I try I to nudge time, so. if yeah. I try to nudge them, and that doesn't, it's ineffective, then and I'll back off, you know, and we'll just go at the pace that they seem to be willing to go. Um, and if my vision for their pace is different than theirs, that's fine. <laughs> it's yeah. like, You know, it's their life, life, and I always tell my students I want them to live happy, healthy, productive lives, regardless of what that means, and to be engaged with music and the saxophone or whatever instrument they might be playing for as long as they possibly can, you know, and to to squeeze as much music out in college as they can if they're not going to pursue a career that way, um, Mm -hmm. because the discipline of the study, uh, the time management that comes into play is applicable in every single walk of life it's sure. it's it's Absolutely. it's it's pretty common knowledge these days that medical stu- medical schools like like it when musicians apply because they know that they have mm-hmm. if they were successful musicians they've already had to encounter failure. Uh, really. They've had to encounter uh, stress. They've had to deal with time management. They've had to deal with discipline. They've right. had to learn to work on their own, to be focused, to be efficient right. and effective in the practice. All of sure. those skills are then directly relevant to their lives uh, as physicians um, or in whatever walk of life it is that they might yeah, sure. might and be music, pursuing.
0: Just studying music in general. I mean, there's develops your brain. So I say, you know, I mean,
1: absolutely. I still brain function better. Absolutely. And I still use a lot of the skills that I honed in college, my the time management, my calendar, all of that stuff is exactly this. I have the same habits before I go to bed at night. The first thing, the last thing I do, I look at the calendar, what's tomorrow? Yeah, you know, on <laughs> on Sunday night, I look at it. I'm like, "What does this week look like?" You know, because yeah. I want to know. Hey, I've got a concert. I, even if it's something simple, like, "Oh yeah, mm-hmm. hey, I've got a concert on Friday. I got to make sure my tux is clean." You know, right, I, it, right, it could sure. be it could be something as simple as that, um, uh, or it, or something is like, "Okay, well, gosh, boy, Thursday looks really mm-hmm. rough. When when mm-hmm. am I going to eat dinner? I'm not really yeah. sure. So I, I should pack a dinner. Yeah, you know, right. pack mm-hmm. a sandwich or something so I can eat in between. So some of it's just practical." Sure, but a lot of it is also okay. Well, wh- where on that day am I going to practice, yeah. right? You know, how am I going to get my practicing in, uh, right. <clears throat> or what do I need to be prepared for this week, or or what have you? Um, and those skills, like, I, I gosh, that that comes in so handy. It's just yeah. part of my general sense of organization at this point in my life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good.
0: So another, one more question, one more planned question. Anyway, we we can take this anywhere we want to go. But sure. I want to ask you about your own
1: musical projects. You know i'm kind of i'm sort of in between project like recording projects right now Um, i've got um, five records out that I really was responsible for Um, I have a recording called vortex that's only available on CD one of these days, I have to pay some licensing rights and put it up on the internet for people to find Uh, that's from 2006 that's a mostly quartet with some with a trumpet player on half the tracks it's a quintet in part of it. Uh, Then i've got two records with a group that I co lead called the unhinged sextet. Um, And i've been kind of trying to bug those guys about making a third record, so I don't know i'm kind of hoping that before we all get too old and can't do it anymore, that we should make one more. so I'm hoping that in the next handful of years that we are able to gather. Um, we live all over the country, so it's it, sure. it requires a, a good bit of planning to to sure. do one of those. But the cool thing is it's all original music. And when you have five people, or six actually, six people, if we all contribute one or two tunes, we've got a whole record. So it's sure. you know pretty easy model from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, then I did a uh, an organ trio record with my friend Mike Coker and yeah. drummer Dom Moyo in... Um, Let's see, that would have been 20 uh, 2018, 2019, somewhere in there. And then the most recent record I did um, was part of a grant that I received from Furman called the Furman Standard Grant. Um, and it was a little larger pool of money that I could use for a recording project. And I tried to line it up with um, an initiative that Furman has called the Furman Advantage. And the Furman Advantage is um, basically a way of telling every student that they will have some kind of high impact experience while they are at Furman. That could be an internship, that could be summer research with faculty members, it could be a study away program. And so what mine was is I invited this undergraduate student, Adeeb Young, to make a record with me. And nice. so um, we we did that, we, we recorded that in the summer of 2021 and we released it in January of 2022. It's called Open Spaces, um, and it features some of our friends. Um, yeah. uh, Matt Dean, Shannon Hoover, and Justin Watt are on that record. We recorded it in Charlotte. It's all original music contributed by the different members of the group, in thre- including three tunes of Adibs. I wanted to make sure his music was featured yeah. prom- prominently on the record. Um, and it's out on uh, Origin Records' OA2 Records uh, label. Nice. So as far as f- uh, future projects, I'm kind of... I'm sort of, this grant that funded the previous one actually technically runs through this year. Okay. Um, so Adeeb and I are going to play some of that music at the upcoming North American Saxophone Alliance Conference in Mississippi nice. at the end of the month. Nice. I'm, also, I'm also playing on an evening concert there, playing a couple of big band compositions as a featured artist. Um, the charts are written by Canadian saxophonist and composer Christine Jensen. Um, so that'll be fun. I play with a group in Columbia called the Jazz Masterworks Ensemble, South Carolina Jazz Masterworks yeah. Ensemble, which is a really terrific big band um, featuring some really great musicians from South Carolina and a couple from just from some neighboring states as well. Um, and we play concerts um, uh, four times a year or so, mm-hmm. um, and often you know at least once or twice a year we've got a prominent guest artist. Last year we played a concert with Joe Lovano. Nice. Um, yeah. We did one with veronica swift um before that we've done one with kenny Barron, um and we've got one coming up in june with um with kurt elling the the singer which should be a lot of fun um yeah it's a really good band and um those are some really cool cool opportunities uh to play but yeah so i don't know recording wise i'm sort of in between and i've got to i've got to write some music and think of kind of what i want to do with the the next one i'm part of me is tempted to the organ trio one was really fun. It'd be yeah. kind of fun to do another one of those. Yeah. I'd love to have the unhinged sextet do something. Um, quite frankly, you and I need to do something. Yeah, um, we should play something yeah. sometime. No, we need yeah. to do like a quartet record or something yeah. um, for sure. Um, so I don't know. I've got I, you know, but all of that kind of stuff is is dependent on on, on funding, um, sure, and course, and yeah. and plan and planning and and whatnot. Sure, so, sure, yeah. um, hopefully, 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 we'll have I'll have a I'll have a game plan for the next one pretty soon. But yeah. since I'm kind of in between uh, funding opportunities, um, mm-hmm. I'm sort of in planning mode right now yeah, for that gotcha. that sort of thing um i know that you and i are playing on a greenville jazz collective series in december uh at coffee underground here in town that should be fun to get the quintet (laughs) back together because we're not playing we need to play more you know yeah i've been really missing that you know um it's always fun to like play your tunes and and the other guys and try to figure out you know make sense of them and, and try to make try to make try to play something that sounds good on them so um But yeah, that's kind of the the short term of it. Um, Mm -hmm. I was on sabbatical in the fall and kind of referencing back to the teaching thing. uh, One the, the main project that I was doing was I uh observed a whole bunch of teachers teach lessons mm. um i did a little bit of that and i did a little bit of it in person and i did a lot of it on zoom um which was great because i'm less obtrusive in the sure. you know i'm not actually in the room um sure. i'm just on the video screen so it's easier for the student to ignore that i'm there and and <laughs> let and let me watch like a, a more normal lesson um so it was a combination of some classical jazz, saxophone lessons and some jazz saxophone lessons um I have a treasure trove of stuff that those people shared with me yeah. um, that I still have to kind of go back and read through. So I've got sure. I've got some sabbatical debriefing that I need to do at, <laughs> at some point here pretty soon, because I want to go back and remind myself of all the different things. And they were really gracious in sharing syllabi and handouts and resources and stuff they share with their students and um there are albums i've never heard there are books that i was unaware of there's classical sure. saxophone repertoire that i didn't know yeah. um so i've got i've got i've got kind of a research project to do you yeah. know to follow right. up on that um so so that's out there because i i'm always looking for ways to be more effective to give my students good things to be working on yeah, me too yeah. good approaches to things um, yeah. i'm always happy to kind of change gears in terms of how i structure certain things sure so yeah, I guess that's kind of the the current kind of project sort of thing. I, I, I've And I'm, I'm, I've been whittling away at a big band arrangement. Um, uh, I have a very long ago former student of mine, a jazz pianist named Dan Cray, who lives in Brooklyn. Um, and Dan put a record out probably 10 years ago at this point. And he had a really clever arrangement of In Walked Bud. And so he sent me his little lead sheet, but then I thought, you know, like, I don't, this big band chart doesn't need a whole lot of new content from me. So I'm in the mode, I'm I'm kind of transcribing some of his solo and just kind of whittling away at it. And eventually I'm going to orchestrate it. And um, I think when I hear it, I'm like, there's a big band chart already here. It just has to get fleshed out, you know? And so um that's 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 another project that's on the list i love writing big band charts but they're so tedious for me yeah it takes a long time ah, they go so slow and and i just a long time ago i just i made a promise to myself that i didn't want my career to to be defined by how i write so um i take that as uh, as more of a secondary area hobby almost if you will um experimental sort of thing that i get to when i get to it but i discover that when i Get in the mode of like, okay, I'm going to finish. I'm going to really do this big band chart. I kind of have to have tunnel vision, yeah. and I and I got to just like kind of just do it and sure, sure. crank crank it out. And so, I'm I'm, I'm hopeful that I'm going to take the initiative to squirrel away sometime this summer and like knock that thing out. And there's another one that I that I've started working on too. It's um uh it's a it's a, in it's very infant stages. It's an arrangement of the Mister Rogers tune. It's you I like uh nice. it's a really cool tune and i and i kind of hear it as a just a swinging little medium swing bassy chart and so um that's another thing that's floating around in my head to to kind of get done with but mm-hmm. um so those are projects that always seem to be on the back burner and i never really get get to them um but if i can whittle away at all the other things that are on my list of stuff that i need to get done <laughs> then maybe i can squirrel away some time and, and get to that yeah yeah i hope so Cool. Well,
0: um, anything else you want to say before we wrap this up today? You've had a, you've had a lot of great things to say. No, say I, just... I really like teaching at Furman. I got great students there. It's a pleasure. You know, I get these greats. They're mostly classical pianists actually. Mm-hmm. Come to me that want to learn about jazz. So they don't really have backgrounds in jazz. So it's challenging to to present that to them. But but they're always but they're great students they're always great students regardless of whether they know anything about jazz or not or if they're really going to become they're not going to go out and become jazz pianists, you know but they're oh interested. but but they but it's hard it, at
1: it you know it's an opportunity to uh open their ears and their eyes to something that they yeah, that yeah. they don't know anything about absolutely yeah. um really so so you and I sort of share a student he plays in my my band Chris um yeah, and sure. like Chris is really excited about this yeah, music.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, sure. Right.
1: Is, yeah. And so, you know, who knows, you know, you yeah. you may have lit a spark, right? Yeah. And um he 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 may end up really taken off in that area because he has a ton of piano chops, right? So like his fundamental skills are great. It's just getting him to really learn about the music. So yeah, yeah. you just never know. I always tell students, you never know who's listening to you when you play a concert. Um, And you just like as a teacher, you just never know what what you might say or do that might inspire a student. Oftentimes, I think we get way too much credit and way too much blame for when our students (laughs) play great or not. Right. But. We do we do have an opportunity to inspire students right, absolutely. you know, I can remember this guy Kurt Hanrahan uh, it was I think my senior year in high school, uh, maybe junior year I don't remember, but <clears throat> we would have 60 minute lessons. And he would, if he had to miss one because he had a gig or something, he would always make it up. And so sometimes that would mean that we would have like a two-hour marathon lesson, and which was a lot. And I was like, even I was like, man, there's no way I can like have two hours worth of stuff, you know. So I don't even really know exactly how we got through those couple of hours. But I remember one lesson in particular. He had been loaning vinyl records to me. and as the lame high school student that I was, I would take them home. Oh, often they were Sonny Stitt records. Um, and I'd bring them back the next week and I'd give them to me Be like, well, what'd you like about the record? Oh, man, uh, I just loved it, man. And I really uh-huh. loved Sonny Stitt solo on the second tune on the second side. Now, I hadn't listened to the record, but I had this answer done. He said, "Ah, oh, it's great. Well, here's another one. You know? <laughs> and so I think he you know, probably like picked up on that. And we're in this lesson and all of a sudden he's like, I think you need to listen to something. So he puts on um, Dizzy Gillespie, Sonny Rollins, and Sonny Stitt playing "Eternal Triangle" from the "Sunny Side Up" record. Uh, and I sat there for ten or twelve minutes while the Sunnies went at it uh, with my mouth hang, hanging open. And I remember vividly having this idea of like what is that i need to know how to do that right and so i can point to a very specific moment in one lesson with my teacher that changed my life and yeah i studied with him for six years there's a whole bunch of moments in those lessons that i have no recollection of at all but there's a handful of them that just really stick out and that was one of them and i tell that story to students and you know i never know hey have you ever checked out this record Mm-hmm. Maybe that's going to be the thing, you know. Yeah. I've 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 done that before and discovered that it wasn't the thing. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> it, it, yeah, but sure. that's that's okay too, right? Yeah, I mean you can't predict that. Y- you, yeah. you never really know, but you, yeah, so you can't you just, predict that, but you know, you never know like if you play for a student, you know, or or, or what have you? Um what might send them on a trajectory to wanting to figure out more about the music. So um, that's a really cool thing about that, and we're really proud to have you and Matt and Shannon and Ian and Justin here. It's been a a labor of love over you know all these years mm-hmm. is to to have a full jazz faculty at at yeah. Furman, um, and that's 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 a that's a really that's a really cool thing that we have. Um, yeah, and and the motivation for me was like um you know I play enough jazz piano to be dangerous mostly (laughs) mostly to help myself in the practice room to help myself learn tunes and stuff and to write and whatnot but I mean you're never going to call me to sub for you on a gig and you shouldn't um (laughs) but uh but I I know my limitations and it's much better for me to be able to say hey you know why don't you ask Professor Davis about this in your lesson um or whoever and um that's how you that's how you can develop uh, a jazz program that is reasonably holistic at a, yeah, particularly sure. at a school like ours sure, sure. um but yeah, yeah so yeah 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 well that's
0: great man this has been really great you had a lot of great things to say i really appreciate
1: thanks. it thanks thanks man uh, thanks for having me this is yeah. this has been fun to do i yeah, absolutely um i love to talk about our program and absolutely. you know the, the kinds of things that we do um you know we're never going to have uh, the size and scope of somewhere like the University of North Texas or yeah, sure. or Miami or wherever, you know. Um, but that's okay. What what I think our goal can be and should be is to expose our students to this music that they may not be as familiar with, and to sure. get students yeah you know, on the path of of learning it a little bit more, um, and then taking those students who do have some experience and helping them reach the next level in their playing yeah, and absolutely. and f- find their way to whatever their goal might be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. And I will see you at Furman, I suppose. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Keith. Yeah. Thanks for doing it. You got it. Take care.